this week we're going to talk about serving web pages and um, configuring a web server and when it comes to Linux um, the Apache web server is not only the most popular but one of the first um, and early HTTP servers out there in order to configure Apache the Apache web server um, again you have two options if you're in a GUI environment um, there is a very nice tool out there to uh, configure Apache and this tool is called system config HTTPD again you need to be in run level 5 uh, on a GUI interface and from there you can basically configure all the different uh, settings for Apache um, if you're on a terminal and you want to edit the file directly you can do that as well and what you need to do is cd to etc httpd and then you need to go to the conf directory and edit the uh, httpd.com file so let's take a look at that file httpd.com okay i'm going to go to the first line and i'm going to quickly go through this file and show you the important uh, sections of this file so up to here everything's commented out and here it starts with the server root. The server root is basically the top directory tree under which the server's configuration error and log files are kept. So in this directory, um, this is where uh, all the log files and uh, inside which the conf directory uh, exists and where all the uh, configuration as well as log uh, directories exist. Uh, the PID file is the file that basically shows you the current uh, uh, process ID for the Apache web server. Then there's a timeout, which really I'm not too concerned about, but really it's a number of seconds before uh, the server times out. Um, then different keep alive uh, timeouts. So. And then these options here are um, when you are uh, fine-tuning your web server and your load increases and that type of thing. These are the, the settings here uh, that you need to change in order to uh, tune your server. So how many start servers, the minimum spare servers, max spare servers, server limit, max client, and max request per child. These are the uh, different settings that um, basically uh, here they explain you what each of them means. But when you have a big website web server and you have a lot of requests, you might have to increase some of these in order to handle the load. Um, for our class, I'm not really too concerned about them. Um, I just want you to get familiar with Apache this configuration file and basically. Um, all the different options uh, were not really uh, in the scope of uh, tuning the web server and making it more uh, run faster and that type of thing. Okay, so here it's another important uh, parameter which basically tells you on what port uh, Apache is going to listen. Um, not only you can put the port, but you can also put the IP address. So if your machine has multiple IP addresses, uh, you could tell it to just listen on one of those IP addresses and on whatever port 
by default Apache listens on uh, port 80 which is the default HTTP port um, one of the nice things about Apache is that uh, uh, it allows you to um, to basically load modules dynamically and also to um, to add statically compile modules um, so for example some of the um, real popular modules out there are the mod LDAP to um, to allow authentication and to query an LDAP server uh, mod Perl to do um, to speed up different uh, Perl scripts and here basically the list goes on and on about all these modules which developers can create and then just add them here to the Apache configuration file. Um, this command here include conf.d slash star.conf it's a command which basically tells the system to uh, include any files in the inside the um, the server root which was etchtpd slash conf.d so let's look at the so remember the server root was etchtpd right so anything inside there server root slash um, let's go back. Anything inside server root slash conf that the slash star dot conf any file with the conf extension in the conf that the directory to be included. So what that allows you to do is to um to separate the configuration of uh, uh of any particular module with its own file inside this conf.d directory. So if we go to the server root which is etchtpd we should see a conf.d directory so cd conf.d and here we can see that for example modperl has its own configuration file uh, the LDAP module has its own configuration file uh, there's one for SSL, there's one for Python and etc. So that way you don't have this huge uh, HTTP.com, but instead each module or has its own separate configuration file here under this directory, and basically um, the main Apache HTTP.com will include that. Okay, so let's go back to the conf directory and be at the HTTP.com. Okay, so let's see. Okay, user and group. This is kind of important. This is basically the user and group under which Apache would run. Um, so, so you don't want to really run Apache as the root directory because if it gets compromised, you don't want uh, you don't want your user to be root on your system. So you run it as a, a regular account. And in this case, is uh, user Apache and group Apache. Um, this is important in cases when you need to write to a directory as let's say you have a mod Perl script that needs to write to a directory uh, for some uh, little program that you have running 
through CGI or ModPerl. So if you have that, make sure that the directory has write access by this user and group. Otherwise, um, the program will fail. Uh, the server admin is basically the email uh, in which uh, error pages will that point the, the user to if uh, if needed. Um, the server name basically gives the name and the port that the server uses to identify itself. So in this case, is the host name colon and then 80 which is the default uh, HTTP port okay this one right here is very important document root and uh, as it says there is the directory out of which you will serve your documents so for this default configuration um, if you go to HTTP colon slash slash tlos1.cse570e.edu basically the uh, the web server will go to this directory and serve any pages inside this directory so if you go if there is an index.html in this directory then uh, in order to call that page it would be http colon slash slash tlos1.cse570e.edu slash index.html and then you can have, of course, subdirectories and in, inside there. Okay. Um, so then, inside your document root, um, you can have these uh, um, basically these directories, and you can configure each of these directories separately. So here. For the root directory, which is slash inside here. So for bar www.html, which is the slash directory, we are setting some restrictive set of uh, features. So we're saying um, to follow links. So if in that directory you have links to other directories, to go ahead and follow those. And then to allow overwrite none, what this means is that. Um, when, if you have allow override, then that means that if you can create a file in that directory called .htaaccess in which you can pass options uh, and Apache will read that file. But if you have allow override none, even if you have a file, um, Apache won't look at that file. It will just go with what is in this file here, the main configuration file. Uh, it won't and that won't be overwritten by any that HDA access file on that directory um, This again is the configuration for the bar www.html and here we have um, We have options and we're doing indexes and we're doing follow sim links indexes means that um, if you don't if you have not defined an index page for that directory or uh, if you have defined an index page but that page with that name is not found the server will list you all the files located in that directory 
so it indexes all the files available if no index page is found on the directory. And again, follow sim links allows the web server to uh, follow any any links in there. Allow overwrite none again means that um, if there is a .hda access in that directory with different settings that we're not going to even read that or uh, overwrite what this file has. Now, this basically uh, allows you to control who can get uh, stuff from the server. So this is saying that uh, when we process these rules to uh, first do the allow ones and then do the deny ones. In this case, we don't have any deny ones. We just have allow. So we're allowing from all. We could have deny from all we can allow from only a certain IP address or network and that type of thing but here we don't have any restrictions we're allowing everybody to be able to get to the server and this directory to be more specifically okay so just like um, we can do things by directories and do configuration based on the directories inside our document root we could also do this by uh, modules so if this module is present, then we can uh, uh, we can do certain things. So this module here is the mod user there.c. It's a very important module, and what this module does is it basically uh, enables requests to slash, I mean, or request to tilde and user, which user could be any account that is found on the server and this includes NIS accounts. Um, so we have an NIS student account, right? So in our case, if you went to HTTPD, HTTP colon slash slash tlos1.tsc570e.edu slash tilde NIS student, if you went to that directory and under the directory, uh, under the home directory for NIS student, if there was a public HTML folder, the server will go in there and read any pages uh, that you have available there. So um, by default, it's enabled. So, um, well, by default, it's disabled. So I comment this out to enable it. And I told it that to look for a public HTML directory under each home uh, directory of every user and if there is a public HTML to serve pages from there so this is important when you're doing configure when you're allowing um, serving of web pages for multiple users on your system because then all you need to do is tell your users to create a public underscore HTML directory into their uh, home directories and then any any web any pages inside the public HTML would then be displayed by going to the server slash tilde and then the username. Okay. And then what we've done here is um, we have a configuration for that directory. So anything in slash home star, so any user, public HTML, we've told it allow override all. So what this means is this, give, this gives each user the ability to control 
their own public HTML directory and and do whatever they want by creating a .hta access file they can put different options that they want so they could create a, uh, a .hta access file and put basically all of this stuff if they wanted to and put options to um, follow sim links to index things and basically anything that you have here on this http.com can be put on the .hta access and configure it there and whatever you have on the, the HCA access will override what's on this file. So this allows the user basically to um, to configure their directories. But the only issue with this is that it requires a little bit more resources because now Apache has to parse that directory and look for that file every time you serve a page from there. Okay. The directory index is an important um, setting and what this says is that um, when you go to a directory and if you don't specify the file that you're serving from that particular directory uh, to look for this file and displays this file as the default and you could have multiple so it will go in this order so if you go to the root of uh, telos1.csc578.edu it will first look for an index.html in that directory if it's not found, then it will look for an index.html.bar. If it doesn't find it, um, I could add another one, uh, index.php. And if it doesn't find it, it could look for another one, index.shtml, which is the server-side include file. And if it doesn't find any of those, then it will check and see if that directory has uh, indexes the option of indexes available. If it does, then it will list every file available on that system, on that directory. If it doesn't have indexes, then it will give you an error page that that page that doesn't exist. Okay. And here, for the allow overrides, here's the name of the file that I mentioned before, the .hta access, which is the name of the file to look in each directory for overriding configuration directives. Okay, and this is just a security feature to basically not allow people to download the uh, that HCA access file and see what uh, what configurations you have in that directory. Okay, so that's let's keep going and let's see. I'm just skipping some of these because they're not really very important. I'm trying to give you an idea of the important stuff. Okay. Here's the logs. So again, you're going to go to the server root and you're going to have a logs directory there. And any errors are going to be, uh, they're basically going to be written to the error log. And here you define the type of uh, uh, log level that you want. So how much do you want to log in? The, the most you can do is if you want every, if you're testing your server and um, you want to get all the real detailed information about the errors, you can do debug, which is what I have. If you're on a production um, type server in which you're very confident of your server and all the scripts that you're running, then you could do emergency where you log very little. Um, the more logging, the more resources you're consuming. Um, here is basically the format and the type of 
format that you want. So what kind of information you want to log in your in your um, not your your error log, but your um, your custom log. So every time a, a user hits a page, what type of information do you want to store about that request? And you can specify that here. And here you're telling it uh, the type of uh, um, the directives that you want for your custom log and how much you want and, and that kind of thing. And what format too. Okay. Server signature. This is a very important uh, um, parameter here which most people don't know about but there are actually two server signature and then the other one is called server tokens server tokens okay these two parameters basically give out a lot of information about your server to the user so every time you, you, you encounter an error page or there's an error with a request or a response, um, your system gives out this information about your server. And, um, and you need to be careful how much information you want to give the user about your server. Um, in my opinion, you don't want to give any information on a production server. Um, because then people can tailor their attacks based on what kind of uh, software you're running. So um, I'm going to give you an example. Um, if I go here and I look at my root directory, I have a file called tokens.txt, okay? So for server tokens, if you set it to production, uh, basically when you get this error, you, your server just says that uh, it's a Apache server. That's the, that's the least amount of information you can give. Now if you send it to full, then you tell the user that you're running Apache version 2.041 on the Unix environment and it tells them all the different modules that you uh, have configured. So what to me what this does is it tells, it allows the hacker to see all this information and on the on the on the different uh, packets and, and and it's way too much information which then a person can use to maliciously attack your server so be uh, be careful to uh, to minimize um, these settings both the server tokens and the server signature uh, for server signature I would recommend doing off and for server tokens, uh, do production so that you don't give us much information. Okay. So we'll go back here to server signature. Okay. An alias is basically um, um, it allows you to. Um, to um, reference a directory on, on based on your document root. So here we're saying anything that goes to document root slash icons to, to look in this directory for it. 
which is a, a little bit different directory than the server root, which is which would have been uh, um, well. Let's let's say uh, the document root is bar www.html. Uh, normally, icons would have existed inside bar www.html slash icons, but here we've created an alias which says anything in size slash icons to be served from this directory instead, which could be different than your uh, document root. And here we have directory uh, settings for that. Another module. Um, let's keep going. This stuff is not really very important, so I'm just kind of skipping it. Um, I think the next thing that I want to show you is um, virtual hosting. And uh, let me just see. What virtual hosting allows you to do is, let's say you have a server and uh, from that server you want to serve multiple websites but your server just has one IP address so what you can do is in DNS you could create different um, different aliases for your server that point to the same IP address of your server and then Apache can serve a website for each and every one of those aliases in DNS that is totally different from the other websites so it allows you to uh, host multiple websites based on their name. Or if you have a server with multiple IP addresses, you could also serve uh, uh, multiple uh, different web pages, each with their own IP address. So um, in this case, I've configured a name virtual host. So what I've done is um, my main configuration um, server name was tlos1.csc570e.edu but here I've added a virtual host for tlos1-v which is my uh, eth0 colon 0 interface and uh, um, but this could have easily been uh, uh, just uh, another name in DNS that points to the same IP of my eth0 interface um, so in this case tlos1-v.csc570e points to this IP address and I'm telling it to create a virtual host on this IP address on this port so any hits that come to this web server uh, using this this name in the in the header of the request to redirect to this server path and to this document root so my default document root for tlos1.csc570e.edu was var www.html. Well, if the request comes to tlos1-v.csc570e.edu, then to look for pages in this directory. And again, inside your virtual host, you can basically put any uh, configuration parameter found in this file. What I've done here is I've created um, separate error and custom logs. I have to define a different server admin, so email messages go to a different uh, email account um, or display when there's errors. 
and I've set a different directory index. So I'm saying that for Tilos 1-3 request that my index pages are going to be index.html, index.htm, index.php, and index.shtml. And here um, for the var www.html v directory, which is the document root for this virtual host, I want to allow override all. So if there is a .hda access to read it and overwrite what's in here. And then I'm also allowing server-side includes for that virtual host. And then to uh, when you look at rules, to allow first and deny second. And I'm allowing from all, so really there's no deny. So it doesn't, it allows everybody to access the pages. Now, uh, let's take a look at this options include. So I'm allowing for this virtual host under this directory, uh, options include. So uh, if the user wants to write a server-side include, uh, they can. And all they have to do is, let me look for that shtml. OK, here I've added this handler called add type. And for pages that are text HTML, that's shtml and what this says is that any page with this extension that shtml uh, two parts for server-side includes so um, if if the directory has the options includes then um, to look any files with the extension shtml I'm telling the web server to parse and execute those server-side includes. So, uh, any when when the user hits HTTP colon slash slash tlos one dash v that csc five seventy e that edu slash and they put uh, let's say uh, they put index that shtml and there is an index that shtml in that directory since includes are uh, activated then the server will parse any server-side includes in there and, and execute those instead of just reading the, uh, a regular web page. So again, this requires a little bit more resources, but it allows you to do uh, um, some dynamic pages and uh, you can read more about the things you can do with uh, server-side includes um, by doing a search on Google. Um, let me see I'm trying to think I think that's basically it for Apache again virtual hosting is very important because most people when they run Apache they want to run more than just one website and um, again what you can do is uh, all you have to do is create an alias in DNS for your IP address and add a new um, uh, DNS record that points to the same IP address and then here all you have to do is just create a virtual host uh, for that name that DNS name and just give it a different directory from where to save pages from um, also you could do it by IP and if you have uh, a machine with multiple IPs then you could serve uh, different web pages for each of the IPs based on the host names, which is sort of what I've done here. Um, 
this is the uh, the IP address of my ETH0 column 0 interface and I'm running a, a website off of just that IP so um, so let me just quickly show you that if I go e-links this is a, a text-based browser HTTP colon slash slash tlos one that csc57e.edu if I go to that directory then I'm loading uh, um, an index.php file that virtually uh, that dynamically tells me the, the, the host name of, of of that request which is tlos1.csc57e.edu okay now if I go to uh, instead if I go to tlos1-v then the index page in there is actually uh, uh, an index.shtml file and this will tell me that the host name for that virtual site is tlos1-v that's esc570.eu on port 80 and the request came from this client and this is the type of browser that it's using okay so uh, that's the difference there I'm running two websites two separate websites are from two different directories and for two different host names so that's basically it for this week